0: All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast to fall practice number one for the 2023 Miami Hurricanes. Uh, we did not provide a podcast here for media day, which was the day before, which was Monday. Uh, but we'll try and weave in some of the news notes and tidbits here from both the first practice and from media day. Um, so I'll just unload. On offense, Gabby, you can fill in some stuff, too, that you think's interesting. We'll talk defense, and then we'll get into a little bit of of recruiting news that happened here in the last 24 hours. I want to highlight, too, 75% off annual subscription deal that gets you a year's worth of coverage for only $26. So hop on this deal ASAP. I think the deal runs for about three days, so there is some urgency there to take advantage if you're a monthly subscriber already you can upgrade to this 75 percent off deal hop on board fall camp lots of news notes takes from us from everything we can see um, offense the thing that stands out to me gabby is there is more depth and competition at wide receiver uh, i think colby young tyler harrell Jacoby george i would say those are probably your top three outside wide receivers i think isaiah horton is pushing to get into that group he's kind of impressed me with with the leap he's taking from a body type and movement and speed uh standpoint year over year he looks much better um and then on the inside you got three really good options you got xavier restrepo the the veteran that um Tyler Van Dyke trusts, Bashard Smith, and then Nathaniel Ray-Ray Joseph, who is forcing his way into significant playing time with his talent and the way he works. Offensive line was the same as the spring. Uh, Going left to right, uh, Jalen Rivers, Javian Cohen, Matt Lee, Inez Cooper, Francis Maui Noah. Zion Nelson was at media day. He made it clear that uh, he is not going to be a full go here in camp, didn't have a timetable on when he might be ready. He kind of just said, you know, I'm trying to build up the strength in my injured leg that was impacted by a knee surgery. And until I get confident and comfortable with that situation, I can't be a full go. I will say just to my eyes, Gabby, when we were watching him go through stretch He was moving around pretty gingerly. So to me, I don't know. It could be a while. Personally, to me, I would not expect him to be a starter this year. If it works out that way, great. I kind of view Miami starting five now as what it's going to be here in the future, assuming injuries don't decimate that group. At running back, uh, Mark Fletcher uh, definitely is noticeable with his size he's by far the biggest running back that's available right now um, and his movement skills through the through the bag drills is impressive for a bigger back AJ Allen the Nebraska transfer I think it's fair to say he's the smallest of the backs um, but I do think he's probably the shiftiest of the backs um tight end It was Cam McCormick going with the ones today. Elijah Arroyo coming off that knee injury from last year, going with the twos. Elijah looks fine, is wearing a brace, but looks fine movement-wise. And I would assume it's a matter of time before he's with the first team. Um, And quarterbacks, you know, honestly, um, from the little bit that we can see, I think all looked solid. Tyler did have an interception in uh, half field seven on seven work to Jadis Richard, the Vanderbilt transfer at defensive back. When we were watching the quarterbacks go through net drills, I think Chikari Brown held his own, which is encouraging because that can be a drill that sometimes gets the best of him. And Emory Williams, the freshman quarterback, always impresses me with his accuracy. He might not have the biggest arm, uh, but when he does. Um, throw the ball between the numbers etc it generally hits the pass catcher in the right spot so from an offensive perspective that's kind of what stood out to me anything grab your attention Gabby
1: yeah I mean I, th- I think you covered it you covered a lot of it uh you know just going back to the quarterback Shakari Brown uh watched him a little bit during seven on seven stuff he threw a you know he had you know we've seen the kind of the ups and downs with him you know especially over the course of spring you know dating back to his freshman year Uh, Saw one of his throws today to a wide open Robbie Washington dipped kind of low where Robbie had to kind of go down and grab it and you know in a ball where of course if it was placed a little bit higher he cut, he had a lot of turf that he would have been able to chew up before kind of being touched he kind of escaped was kind of open uh, but then the next rep came in and just fired in a, a slant in between two defenders that was just an absolute missile that was just like man like again it's just you just kind of see the flashes of Jakari brown and when like how his good is is, is very very good so uh, otherwise you know i agree with you know i mean i would just echo a lot of what you said already, David. But, yeah, I thought the, the offense definitely looked, uh, you know, a lot more more fun, you know, especially, again, at wide receiver, some of those other positions, deep at tight end, um, you know, all, all that good stuff.
0: I think, too, it's worth mentioning Tyler Harrell, the transfer from Alabama, also previously played at Louisville. He, uh, he's impressive on the outside. He made a nice little catch away from his body on a quick slant, which he really had to adjust and pull in while he was on the ground. So there is some questions about Tyler's hands. Um, he made a nice catch away from his body in that small sample size of a situation that we were able to see. Um, I think it's also worth noting too. Tommy Kinsler is a true freshman offensive lineman that the program's very excited about for the future. He was taking reps today, starting point with the third team right tackle. So I found it interesting he was at right tackle. Um, From a body type perspective, he already looks like an older college player. Um, I would assume as he works his way up to the second team that he will probably kick inside, Um, but we'll see how that goes. Second team center today during contact was uh, Lou Cristobal the nephew of Mario, son of Luis Cristobal. Um, I think that's pretty much all we got there. How about newcomers, Gabby? Newcomers on offense, you you were talking to the newcomers, both transfers and freshmen. Anyone receive a lot of praise in particular on the offensive side of the ball?
1: Yeah, just I mean, as far as the newcomers, I think mean, you mentioned it. I think it's, it's Tyler Harrell. Uh, you know a lot of people seem to be extremely excited about what he the just a skill set that he brings you know that everyone talks about that elite speed. I asked Tyler Van Dyke about Tyler Harrell and just the way that he, just what he adds to the offense and how much more he sort of gives them. And Tyler was saying how, you know, he just, that Tyler Harrell just gives, you know, basically them just so much more that they can do just with that, again, with that electric speed on the outside. Uh, I talked to Jakari Brown about it a little bit and he just said just the way Tyler, how defenses have to account for Tyler Harrell and how, you know, it kind of keeps safeties, you know, really just honest, uh, especially, you know, in play action uh, with, you know, when typically maybe. Maybe they get their eyes locked into the backfield, you know, just for the run. You know, they, Tyler Harrell's is always that threat that can kind of beat them. So a lot of people seem extremely, extremely excited about, about Tyler Harrell and what he's going to do uh, on the offensive side as far as these, you know, post-spring newcomers or just really just a freshman in general or transfers. Um, and then people are really excited, about of course, about Nathaniel Joseph and, you know, just the work that he puts in, uh, you know, what, what he does when the ball's in his hands. So uh, And then you, you got A.J. Allen and Mark Fletcher. I mean, both those running backs – are guys that we've talked up a bunch in the past, and you know, even coming out of media day, uh, still feel really good about uh, the way that Miami plans on utilizing those guys. We mentioned how Fletcher is one of the biggest guys out there in that running back room. I think there are expectations for him, uh, you know, here in his true freshman season. Uh, I would say the same about AJ Allen. Uh, you know, Tim Harris was talking up about you know how good his contact balance is, uh, how he has kind of like the speed to make people miss. I was talking to AJ. He feels like he's he's healthy after uh, missing uh, you know most of his true freshman season after playing in just those first four games at Nebraska. He feels strong. He feels like he's in a really good place, and he's gonna you know be back to form and you know obviously hopeful hopefully better than what he's been. So uh, I think that's a a good core group of of newcomers and and transfers that uh you know I'm definitely that I definitely have expectations for, and it seems like others are really excited about. Defensively,
0: um, the thing that stood out to me, Gabby, is just improved depth and body types in the back seven. So at linebacker, we go Francisco, Maui, Noah, Kiko. He was with the first team. Uh, First team weak side today was Wesley Besaint. Second team weak side was Louisville transfer KJ Cloyd, uh, who's going to push Wesley for that starting spot and second-team middle linebacker Corey Flagg. Um, those three in particular, Maui Noah, Cloyd, and Besant, is what it should look like at linebacker from a body type perspective and from an athletic profile standpoint. So that was noticeable right off the jump. I would also say that is the case at defensive back as well, particularly at cornerback where they just got way more options to figure out the best combination so jadis richard the vanderbilt corner looks the part again he had an interception in the, in the window that that the media could watch he also had a pass breakup during that same window long six two he's like maybe an inch shorter than Devonte brown who of course is very long he's another transfer he was here in the spring of course ucf transfer um, but jadis richard is going to help in some capacity whether that's outside corner or potentially as a big nickel Um, Jaden Davis the Oklahoma transfer he was taking first team reps at nickel found it interesting that Takori Couch was lining up on the outside um, today with the first team ahead of Daryl Porter Uh, Devontae Brown was the first team other outside cornerback so they got some options. Damari Brown also looks the part, even though he's a true freshman cornerback, looks the part with his length and thickness already being at that place where it needs to be. And, and this fall camp's just going to be big for him to clean up the technique that's necessary here at this college level. From a safety standpoint, I'll, I'll be honest, I think the depth is not where it needs to be. You got Cam Kitchens and you got James Williams. Uh, James Williams is going to be playing more outside linebacker this year in, in some packages, so when offenses go to heavy personnel looks, uh, the plan is to move James Williams up to be an outside linebacker role. Um, but I'll be honest, Gabby, to me, at at safety beyond Cam Kitchens and James Williams, I don't have much confidence in what Miami has there. Um, I kind of entered this Fall camp being a little wary of corner. Now after just seeing it um on day one, I feel better about corner uh depth wise than I do about safety. I feel better about the safety starters, but their depth to me there's a drop off and didn't see Markeith Williams out there today. Um so that's something to monitor. Um, but yeah, and look, maybe Jadis Richard can go play some safety too they might have to manufacture by piecing together who that third safety is in the rotation might have to put a cornerback back there but from a body type ability level i think they have improved that cornerback room uh the depth of it significantly since last year where miami was pretty dependent on uh, um dj ivy and tyreek stevenson who of course gone on to the nfl so those are the things that hit me also too just linebacker wise There are a couple of freshmen linebackers pop in terms of like you can't miss them um bobby washington is a freak athlete uh has very nice length has a frame that's gonna fill out nicely he pops also malik bryant caught my eye today he had some very nice reps uh during the action that we could watch so those two guys and I know inside the program too they're high on Popo Aguirre and Marcellius Pulliam so I think the depth is much better year over year at linebacker as well uh Gabby you want to shed some light on the back seven or you can go straight to the d-line your call
1: yeah, I mean, just a little bit more, just like, I guess I'll start with the back seven and then I'll go to the D-line. Um, I mean, Jadais Richard looked awesome. Uh, you know, he looked like, again, I mean, every everything that we kind of heard about him or even like what I kind of started to hear about him during his recruiting process, um, I think he showed a lot of that, uh, you know, just watching him make that play. That interception was really impressive. The pass breakup before that was all, was, you know, which was a really, really good play as well. So definitely, uh, I mean, just, just got, I, I do feel a lot better about cornerback the way it looks, um, you know, just compare, especially compared to from even from spring to now, like, I feel like we're coming out of spring, like really, really concerned about cornerback. I feel much, much better about it now. What does it look like? I, I, I think that's still kind of to be determined uh, as far as like what the rotation looks like, who's playing where, because it seems like there are a lot of versatile guys who can potentially play multiple spots, guys inside and outside. Even Damari Brown, the true freshman, is playing like, you know, some nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing, he, he, I think he played a couple seven on seven snaps at nickel today. He's also going to, he's also working working on the outside. So it seems like a few of these guys are, are learning two positions. Uh, just more on the back, uh, like in the safeties, we saw Jaden Harris uh, working with the safeties today. Uh, he's a guy that's worked at, in the nickel spot before. Uh, so he's someone that I guess they're supplementing, you know, into that, uh, that safety room to maybe give them some more quality depth. He's a guy that, uh, you know, again, it, it seems like he, he's perhaps making that transition uh, to safety. Uh, so that's definitely a situation to kind of watch as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good day for, for those guys. I mean, the linebackers, I, I I just think the overall size of the room, and I'm talking about physically the size and then just like overall numbers. I think that's maybe one of the more notable, no, noticeable things that I saw today, just because you have the four true freshmen who are all physically impressive dudes. And then you kind of throw in the KJ Cloyd, uh, who they brought in, who's a big older guy. Uh, Chase Smith uh, is a guy that who was injured, who was wearing a brace on that left leg, but was a a limit, it seems like he was maybe a limited participant. I don't know if he was out there thumping, but he was out there in spiders, uh, you know, on green, uh, oh, I guess, inside the practice facility today. So it was good to see Chase Smith out there. And then you have all the guys returning the Corey flag, Keontra Smith, Ryan regoni all those dudes. So the room is very, very big and it's growing, uh, you know, as far as how, you know, just the way that the average player in the room looks. So, uh, that's a good thing. KJ Cloyd, we saw them doing like some of the block shedding drills with the offensive linemen, kind of. Did a you put on a nice little move on Francis Malagoa, the true freshman tackle, got behind him. So that was good to see. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a good looking room uh for sure with Wesley Bassain, who I think we noticed even as he was walking off the field today that, you know, he he's definitely looking better physically. Uh defensive line, uh seemed like the the, the first four starters were Akeem Mesador. Uh, Leonard Taylor, Branson Dean, and then Nigel e. Kelly. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that Nigel e. Kelly was the first edge out there uh, just you know with him being a younger guy in Miami having Jafari Harvey uh, coming back so uh, obviously a bunch of people around the program are super high on Nigel e. um and what he could potentially do here in his second year he definitely looked like he's thickened up having seen him at media day. Uh, I don't know if you have the numbers on him David of what he at, he's at height weight but he looked noticeably thicker um, than I've seen him in the past, uh, and then Branson Dean I think is an interesting one. We, we we were talking about that depth chart stuff. We weren't really sure where to put him, and I think seeing him as that first team defensive tackle um, was definitely something. Uh, he's he's I guess he's someone that's emerged as a leader, uh, you know, on this defense. So I think it's uh, definitely uh, an ode to that. We'll see what that again shakes out like, but uh, you know, I thought it was a, a good fr- a, a good first four, and hopefully we see some more competition. Um, up front there because i know they're excited about some other guys as well
0: yeah it was interesting that day one nigelique was first team ahead of jafari harvey um but there's a long ways to go today honestly when we were watching like there's a lot of rotation happening so guys are moving up and down first second and third teams uh, but when we were watching ruben bain was working with the third team which we know like that's not where he's staying he is also working with the second and first teams. so a lot of rotation happening, particularly on the D-line. Um, Second-team D-tackles were Jared Harrison Hunt and Jacob Lichtenstein. Again, a lot of rotation going on uh, on the D-line. And, and they feel internally like it's one of the strengths of the team. I'll, I'll We'll get out of here on this, I guess. Um, Lance Guidry, when he was talking at Media Day, Miami's defensive coordinator... His message was, look, I think we can be a really good defense if we don't get hit by injuries. And so to me, that kind of tells me, you know, the depth isn't quite where they would like. I do think the depth has improved year over year, but it's still not at that at that point where I think there is kind of a significant drop off at a lot of spots simply because. In some spots, the depth pieces are young freshmen, and they are talented, but are they ready right now? So I think Lance Guidry is speaking to that. So he's kind of hoping and praying they have good injury luck here uh, during this season on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Overall, I just think in general, they've done a good job uh, with this roster construction of raising the floor of this team with the transfer additions also with the depth that the true freshmen will provide. I'm not convinced there's quite enough like elite top end talent on this team. There isn't spots, but I don't think there is enough of it. I think there is some, like some of those elite talents are just young. And so how much are we going to see of them this year? Are they ready to perform this year? Uh, But it is encouraging how young they are and how, They're already kind of pushing the older guys ahead of them. Um, And so, yeah, deeper team. uh, There is some top end talent, but a lot of that top end talent to me in terms of like elite talent is younger guys. So what type of roles can they earn here early in their careers is going to be something to monitor during fall camp. Um, Recruiting. And then we'll get out of there on on get out of here on that Gabby. Uh, Miami had a new a offensive line commit on Monday night, a center position. Tell us about the young man and what we need to know.
1: Yeah, Miami landed a commitment from Nino Uh, Nino Francavia. uh He is a prep uh, center, so he's a, he he was a class of twenty twenty three recruit initially. He's doing a prep year at Cheshire Prep up in Connecticut uh Miami had him camp uh over the summer. He's a name that we talked about that he got offered pretty recently. Uh, I think it was like last week, maybe just about a week ago now, maybe less. Um that Look, I mean, they watched him, you know, just here in, inside their their IPF, watched him get after it. Uh they stayed in communication and I think they felt like that was sort of the direction that they wanted to go. Uh, after just kind of evaluating the board and kind of combing through it and, uh, you know, considering maybe some others that uh, that they maybe missed on earlier in the cycle, guys like Joseph Ayanata and things like that. And uh, look, center's a super developmental position, and I think it's one that they want to have some organic uh, again you know, intake development recruiting at. And uh he, look, I, I think that's one of those positions where you kind of got to let these guys just watch it. I, I know that's definitely one position where Alex Mirabal kind of has full reign, full control over, um, the type of players that he brings in and, uh, you know, just kind of t- checking in with people, you know, just like at other schools that have watched and uh, seen Nino Villa And, you know, I think they felt like it was a good quality take for Miami that he would have been a kid that ended up emerging as a, you know, a, maybe a regional recruit up there. Uh, as as the guy from Connecticut originally from Toronto and someone that could have ended up at a school like Boston College uh, where they you know do a great job along the offensive line with getting those types of guys in developing developing them over a few years and turning them into quality conference players and uh, I I think that that's just a general feeling here obviously it doesn't it's not gonna look pretty on paper it doesn't scream momentum or anything like that but I think they feel like Nino Francovia is a guy who they can bring into the program and uh, you know 3 years down the line could end up a uh, you know pa- you know passing him the reins to uh, you know handling snaps and you know he was committed to Harvard he's a high GPA kid a smart kid uh, kind of has a plays with kind of like a chip on his shoulder has kind of that mean streak that they're looking for and I think uh, you know it's I, I, my, I just feel like they have a type at center and I feel like Frank Avilla uh, you know kind of checks off the boxes for them so uh, I think it's one of those that we're not going to really know what this looks like for another few years but it definitely uh, you know he's de- he's definitely someone that summer that you know a bunch of people around the program are excited about getting their hands on and uh, molding over the next few years. So um, yeah, that's uh, Miami's latest offensive line commit and uh, came, came as a surprise to many, uh, myself included, uh, but that's the direction that they're going in. So uh, again, and they feel very confident in that decision and in that evaluation.
0: And then 2025, so the window for on-campus recruiting is now closed. It's a dead period for the month of August. But Miami was able to squeeze in some 2025s here on the last day, July 31st, the last day in which uh, recruits could visit before the start of the season. Tell us about those players, Gabby.
1: Yeah, uh, two players that are ranked at the very top of their position groups in that rising junior class. Uh, The first is Naeem Offord, who's the number one ranked cornerback in the class of 2025 out of Parker, Alabama. Um, You know, big-time prospect, I think, uh, for us at 24-7 Sports. He's the number seven overall player uh, early in the evaluation process of of that group, Uh, but, again, big-time talent uh, that plenty of schools covet, and Miami did a great job, you know, being able to get him in uh, right before that august dead period and then uh you know late sunday night uh, miami was able to have dinner uh, within a one mile radius of miami's campus which they're allowed to do on unofficial visits and they hosted uh, five-star defensive lineman armando blunt out of miami central and his mother um, and he spent time at Florida State this weekend and Florida State's a school that has definitely built some momentum in that recruitment early on. So my, for Miami to be able to counter that uh, with uh, you know a, a last second visit down here to Coral Gables and a nice little meal with Coach Cristobal, Jason Taylor, a couple other defensive staffers uh, you know was definitely a nice little uh, way to cap off uh, you know the the quiet period and Really, just with the class of 2025, you know, I think Miami just did a really good job of getting, uh, I mean, just really over the weekend, and it kind of flies under the radar because of everything else going on, but uh, by my count, they got, you know, four top-ranked players at their position on campus over the last few days between safety DJ Pickett, who's the number one safety in the 2025 class, Zayden Walker, who's the number one linebacker in the 2025 class, Naeem Offord who's the number one cornerback in the 2025 class, and Armando Blunt, who's, I think, the number two defensive lineman, but a num- the number six overall player in that class of 2025. And even a guy like Solomon Thomas, who's uh, the number four rated tackle and the number 21 overall player in the class of 2025 for us at 24-7 sports. So Miami doing a good job of establishing, um, you know, some early relationships and getting some early facetime with some of those elite class of 2025 recruits. They're very, very excited about that 2025 group. And today, August 1st is the first day that Miami or schools really across the country can for for themselves to co- be able to contact the class of 2025. So uh, definitely ex- expect a lot of these relationships to expedite now that Miami is the one who can initiate contact. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I think they've done a good job of getting out ahead in that cycle which is something I think day one Mario Cristobal said he wanted to do how he wanted it to be a couple cycles ahead and uh, with 19 commitments I think it gives you the opportunity to start laying down the foundation and the groundwork uh, for that next cycle and I think they've done a great job of that so far
0: alright we'll get out of there on that and uh, again check out the 75% off deal we are recording this from the Ford Escape on the iPhone so thank you for bearing with any audio weird issues that may happen in this type of instant reaction podcast but wanted to get the information out to you all as quickly as possible thank you again for listening and until next time take care